I'm recording. I need to do the intro. Are you ready? Ready. Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Steve. And I'm DJ. And you're listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, fixing, trading, mining, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. Why am I here? <laughs> Where am I? Where's the exit? Where's what is this place? What is this? <laughs> You're on a podcast, yeah. Ryan. I'm on a, I'm on my own podcast. <laughs> You're on the 70th episode plus several bonus sode and mini sodes uh-huh. of your own podcast. We have a special guest here. You want to introduce yourself? And hey, I'm DJ. How's it going? Hey, DJ. What's up? <laughs> this is the first time we've met, right? Hi. I think so. Unless yeah. we met and I don't remember, which happens a lot. Yeah. Well, it's hard. It's hard to forget my face. But so. we, we travel kind of in the same circles. We it's know the true. We know the same people. Yeah. Uh, you uh, you have worked with Daniel Tyak. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the worship pastor that my sister knows. She's sitting back there eating carne asada fries from her church. What's up? Yeah, Sean. Yeah, he knows Sean. Uh, we know all yeah. kinds of you the know same people. The fighting for Nineveh guys, which yeah. we yeah. used to play with. A Actually, ton. my my boss is DJ, the yeah. lead singer of Fighting for Nineveh. Oh, so. nice. is that ever confusing in meetings? It that your boss seriously is sucks. DJ? We both lead worship at the same campus, so the only thing really separating us is hair. So, <laughs> do you ever think about going by like DJ A and DJ B? Um, I've done DJ like the better looking. Oh, uh, nice. Uh, DJ 2.0. Uh-huh. When we lead worship together, we're double Ds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I shouldn't say that about church. But, uh, <laughs> I've heard way worse things about church. That's so. <laughs> true. That's great. I know what church I'll be at this Sunday. Uh-huh. My uh, my dad and my granddad <laughs> both share the same first name. They're both Russells. Oh, okay. And so they always refer to themselves as the handsome Russ. Mm. So it's like... Oh, handsome Russ, and they're talking about themselves, and it's what? Why did that light <laughs> just come? That that light is haunted. Good. We, we mentioned that a little bit on a previous episode. Yeah, that there might be ghosts in the light. In the light, I don't know what's going on. It's with it. pro- never mind. I'm not going to. We tangent should continue on, that. on with this episode and actually say things that matter. Yeah. that pertain to it. All right. <laughs> Do you guys ever do that though? Really? No. <laughs> no. You know, we are probably the we're pretty topical as far as the gear podcast world goes. I think. Sure. Why not? Yeah. I'm Whatever not, helps I'm you sleep not, at night. I'm not prepared to. Uh, <laughs> I'm not prepared to argue with you about that. <laughs> he hasn't. He hasn't written down his rebuttal yet. Yeah. So yeah. Ne- that's for the next episode. <laughs> All right. So, um, so we're going to talk about a pedal. Yeah. We, that's our what's new this week. That's our what's new is we have a pedal here to talk about. Uh, Steve and I have made ourselves very familiar with it. I played with it at home and at uh, church gigs for a few weeks, and then Steve got a week or so to play around with it. Which was plenty. Which was plenty enough for him to play around with it with bass. And DJ got to play with it for about five minutes here. There you go. I'm a pro. I know it. (laughs) He knows it better than any of us now. (laughs) It is the McCaffrey Audio uh, Reactor Compressor Pedal. And it's a little purple pedal, two knobs, one one uh, toggle switch, and of course a foot switch. And uh, what do we think about this thing? It's a compressor. It compresses. It compresses. It's about that's what it does. Uh, um, I I I'm not a big compressor guy. I'm not a big compressor fan. But I actually had a lot of fun playing around with this because it's not an ex like an extreme compressor like. 
you can dial in your kind of like squashy poppy kind of sound, but it doesn't go very far into that. It's mostly a very subtle kind of effect, like very like kind of subtle in a guitar centric way. Yeah. Like you could throw this on any guitar and kind of dial it in and use it to give yourself a boost or use it to just kind of fill out your signal a little bit. It's a really compressors are interesting because they're the kind of effect for, for the most part, if they're working well, you like don't even know they're there sort of thing. Yeah. So you can just take it off and it doesn't change anything. It's really just a mind game, right? <laughs> yes. Well, it's just a mind game. No, it's like that it's was like it's, it's like your it's like your secret sauce where it's like it's it's helping you in ways that don't sound like an effect. You yeah, know? that was totally. really my big experience with it on bass, especially. Um, I had to have you help me dial it in because you had Ryan because you had a little more uh-huh. experience with it, uh, and I kept saying like I just. Like, I feel like there's something different, but I can't really put my finger on it. And then you were like, well, just play a note and let it ring. Yeah. And so I'd play a note, let it ring, and um, and it would, like, fade out. And then you'd hit the compressor, like, turn it on. And all of a sudden, like, it would, it was, like, full signal again. Yeah, your note was back. I was like, oh, there it is. Yeah. So it, it helps if you need, uh, like, some sustain. Like, if you're trying to, like, super sustain your yeah. notes, you can use it for that. I was just having fun using it as kind of like a general like EQ signal squasher, like, right? Like bring everything kind of tighter, you know. I was having a lot of fun with it in that kind of regard. It's got a, a toggle switch on it, where uh, it's interesting. This thing didn't come with an instruction manual, so I had to go online and like watch a video and have Andy Pro- from Pro Guitar Shop t- <laughs> tell me how to use this thing. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Because uh, I was actually a little bit confused. I think this thing does need to come with some kind of instructions. It's, it's got a pretty functional description on the website. Sure. On McCaffreyAudio.com. I mean, maybe there was an instru- instruction book that just didn't get included in this box for some reason. But it's like the there's two knobs, level and fusion. Level is self-explanatory. That's like your gain or your volume. Fusion is the amount of compression. Mm-hmm. So you kind of do this balancing act in between compression and level to hit unity with the rest of your signal. But fusion is interesting because you turn fusion down like to the left counterclockwise to get more compression. Right. And if you turn it all the way clockwise, it basically goes to almost a normal signal. Was what I was experiencing. Yeah. With it. Yeah. And then there's a switch that's a three-way switch the middle position is the normal eq like a flat eq on it left on the switch is more bass and right on the switch is lots more bass yeah that switch was actually really handy because with uh with the bass i think in the default position um even though it's supposed to be like uh like a normal signal i think with bass it actually um really chokes the signal so i had to set it to more bass in order to get back to like my normal bass tone gotcha gotcha Uh, so that was a little different well that's what compressors do is they take the highs and they take the lows and they bring them in closer to the mid sure sort of thing or it makes the eq all kind of flat sure is what i understand anyway it's like you guys can argue with me if i'm wrong i don't know (laughs) (laughs) uh 
I mean, it's it's hard to say. I'm I'm. There's a lot of ways to look at compression. It takes your it takes your quiet sounds and makes them louder, and your loud sounds and makes them quieter. Right. Too. Like it's it takes everything and brings it all kind of the same level. So you're like if you had peaky highs normally in your signal, it brings them back down to be at the same level as your other EQ. If you have peaky lows it does the same thing you know or same thing with peaky mids. okay yeah like it, I, it, I see like, what you're saying. it focuses it's a it's like a focus pedal right sure is that a weird way to describe it i mean we're supposed to be doing a review of this pedal and we're trying to struggle too <laughs> we Und- can't even figure out what a compressor is yeah we're trying to understand what a compressor does we're basically like major hacks over here right now <laughs> well even <laughs> when i was playing it just for a second uh even like you know kind of a lot of that I mean, for I mean, I because ha- I have the SP compressor, SP LP SP, SP AP from Exotic DP. What is it? How many letters are you going to say? I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> the SP. It's the SP. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I have the SP, and it and it works great. Uh, but it very much does just kind of it does that one singular purpose of you know bringing your your loud and your quiet and making it the same. Whereas that with that little switch on there, like. Um, putting that bass boost on it, even like playing like a quick little John Mayer, like kind of like plucky little riff on it, just added a little bit of more, a little bit more color, a little bit more sustain, a little bit yeah. more warmth, a little bit more just tastiness totally, to it. Totally. Which without it, and then playing the same thing, I'm like, okay, this is cool. Um, but it just it added a little bit more of something that was desirable that you don't yeah. really know you want till you have it. Yeah, I think I've I've owned one or two compressors in the past, and I just couldn't gel with them. I feel like I gelled with this one a lot better just because of those extra EQ settings. Like if it had been stuck at flat, I would have been like, eh, yeah, I don't really need this. But yeah, being able to bring in that extra amount of bass like helps you cut through the signal a bit better, helps you fit in the mix, you know, brings a little bit more life into it, I guess. Yeah. He's all about that bass. I'm all about that bass. Oh my gosh. No treble. (laughs) That's like the opposite of the truth. Uh, I'm all treble all the time. That, yeah. Um, Full brittle signal. (laughs) The the one thing I really liked about this, and, and, and in some ways it was a little frustrating, but. I think big picture wise, it was it was nice is that it is a very like natural, uh-huh. um, natural and like I guess as far as a compressor can be, it's a very transparent. Yes, um, and so I, I never really, I you know that's kind of goes back to how I was describing it before. Like there were things I could perceive that were different, but it wasn't like I was going like oh like this is. I know exactly what's happening to my signal right now. Like right. I kind of had to work, walk my way through it, like bit by bit, trying to figure out exactly why it was different. But it was definitely something where I was like, I, I like what it's doing. Yeah. So on your bass, how are you running it in your signal path? I ran it uh, basically. <laughs> I ran it basically. at the end of my my pedal board. Really, after the drives. After the drives, but I mean, I don't use drives most of the time, okay. so. And uh, I did. I didn't for the set that we were doing. I didn't really have anything that was uh, that needed a drive. I guess I think I had one song that I might have thrown um, like an, an overdrive on, right? Um, but I do most of my tone shaping on the amp, so having the co- compressor there, I think, was really where it needed to be. Sure, sure. I mean, I was I experimented with running it after my drives, and that was just wasn't the sound for me. Uh, I ran it 
in front of my drive through the most part, and that was where I found it to be most usable. Right. Um, what I was really uh, doing with it a lot is I was using it to kind of fatten up single coils. Like if I was going to switch between humbuckers and singles, I found that was really useful for kind of like throwing it on with the single coils to match the output and the out, and like the sustain of like a humbucker kind of sound, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So that's kind of where I was finding a, a strong use for it in my home playing. When I was playing live, I wasn't switching in between guitars, but it was neat to have it there to just kind of beef things up a little bit, uh, get some extra sustain, get a little boost every now and there, uh, every now and then in between, uh, well, before my drives basically, because I don't run any boosts before my drives, but I was, I was messing around with using this as like a pre-drive boost with some of my pedals and that was a lot of fun it's a it's a great pedal yeah. yeah it does a lot of things yeah as far as the compressors that i've messed around with i think this thing is really great i don't have anything bad to say about it uh it's bright purple it's got like a kind of this science fiction theme it's got a big uh atom graphic on there yeah uh, it's, it's it's got a cool look got a good weight to it i like the weight <laughs> the box is interesting the way the box the opens. way the box opens is really cool i mean this like is kind of like you, this the you, stupidest thing but it's like a box that is also a presentation yeah, device like when you open it up it's like then the pedal is like presented in and there. there's an led that's attached to the top that you can oh see God. clearly that shines upon it comes it. with a certificate of authenticity and two guitar picks yeah it got, it's got a little holder it's holding two picks and those, oh, that's stickers. a sticker. Stickers. Stickers are always winners. Yeah, this is number 23. Yeah. Certificate of authenticity. I can't even talk. I also have to say that I think as men, we have a natural blindness to instruction manuals, so you very well <laughs> might have just thrown it away and not noticed that's it. That's true. Oh, what is this? Uh, it's garbage. So oh, paper. What do I need this paper for? Oh, man, this is the dead air part. I know, it? right? I'm reading Why are you this reading? note in there. Because uh, I'm, I'm a terrible on-air personality. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, so you can check these guys out. They're McCaffrey Audio. That's McCaffrey with two Cs and two Fs. Uh-huh. Um, they're McCaffrey Audio pretty much everywhere. Their website is McCaffreyAudio.com. Uh, I They're think on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah, and I think uh, we said <laughs> that this... Hashtag pure organic tone. That is their hashtag. says that on the box. Um, and I believe this pedal comes in at 170 bucks. so I don't know how that compares to other compressors on the market, but I, it doesn't sounds, sound like a lot to me. That I sounds don't know. normal if you're looking at your boutique kind of range, you know? Yeah. There, I know there's some fancy pants compressors out there, and I imagine there are a lot more than this. Oh. Isn't the Cal, isn't the Cali 76? That's a compressor, right? I think the, so, yeah. That's, that thing's like 500 bucks. That's in a stupid. whole other world of compressor operation. That's like an alien in a compressor yes. box. <laughs> I that feel like weird. I need to educate myself more about compressors because this is like my. The, I think the last compressor I had was a sound tank, and I've been. A oh sound my tank. gosh! Uh, and that was years and years and years ago. I just couldn't get into it. I use compression all the time in audio recording, but that's different. Yeah, it's a that's not different. guitar signal stuff. That's you know just general yeah. audio. But whatever. We should move on. Let's move on. <laughs> I'll, I'll do a demo video for this at some point. It'll be up on the YouTubes. I'll put yep. it on the Facebook group. All right. All right. Let's get into ads. ads. Let's get into the good stuff. Which one are we doing first? Uh, we are going to do the enhancer. Oh. 
Oh, oh, oh here this we just go. enhanced this whole podcast. Yeah. yeah. Enhanced. That's all it's good for, right? <laughs> <laughs> this was put on the group by Daniel Tyak, right? I believe so. This is a Boss Enhancer. It's the EH2. It's $40 plus $5 shipping. This is on Reverb.com from Steve's Music Shop in Elgin, Illinois. I don't know why I said that. Uh, <laughs> this Boss Enhancer EH2 pedal basically enhances your current tone. It enhances what is already there. Punchier bottom end, more mid-range to the mid-range, etc. It's an enhancer. Enhances or clarifies what's already there without coloring or changing. It enhances. I, you know what? Like, how many times does this guy say enhance? <laughs> I want to know how, why he's only selling it for 40 bucks. Because I would think this is pretty high-end technology. They use these all of the time on all of those cop shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's for like photographs. Do you, oh, plug okay. the, you plug this into your computer and you can enhance photographs yeah. with it? it I works. think so. I think that's I think, how it works. <laughs> I think Daniel posted this just because the description was like the guy's really grasping at straws to try to describe what it does. It, you know, it, it's it, like, it the enhances. sky's blue. It's blue. You know, this is, blue. this is my problem. It's not an EQ. It enhances your EQ. Is it, it? You don't understand. It just enhances. This is my problem. All right, this pedal is basically enhances your current tone. It enhances what's already there. The problem is, is I don't want that because I don't want my current tone. <laughs> <laughs> don't you want to enhance everything you love about your current tone? I don't love anything about my current tone. I want a pedal. I'm, what I need you want is, a tone changer. What I need is to run the uh, Digitech a, Eric you, Clapton through the Boss Enhancer. Oh my gosh. That's the tone that I need. <laughs> so you're saying you want to sound like Eric Clapton, but enhanced. Enhanced. Okay. okay. Well, you, what you needed is a dehancer. <laughs> well, a dehancer and then an enhancer after the dehancer. A rehancer. A, re- a rehancer <laughs> to. <laughs> All right, but you have to use lava cables for that. Yeah, so you're gonna uh, lose. Though it's all gonna lose. No, keep point. keep your eyes open for what, the boss. What happens? Too the boss rehancer. If you have the boss enhancer pedal and then you run a ten foot coily cable afterwards, does that just like wipe out everything the enhancer pedal 100%. does? Hundred percent. Yeah. So it's, well, you have to use the enhancer to really push your signal through that coily cable to get it to get it through. Yeah, to get it through. I had get all one, those coils. I had one of the Fender versions of the coily cable. Why like are that, we talking about coily cables? Because they're dumb. <laughs> I have a coily cable. <laughs> hey, my mom's a coily cable. <laughs> I have a bright purple lava coily cable. Oh, man. It's glorious. I should have. You I, gotta leave, man. You gotta go. <laughs> Actually, Daniel Tyak sold it to me. So. <laughs> I, I, you know, I get coily cables. I, you know, if you if that's what works for you, that's awesome. So I just I had one that just failed miserably. Yeah, I had a bad one. Uh, Let's talk about the, what the enhancer actually does. I don't know what it actually you does. You don't know what it actually does. Apparently it enhances. It's kind of like a combination between like a uh, like an Ottawa and like a frequency boost kind of pedal. Like you can select what frequency you want to boost. Okay. And then you can adjust the sense and it's like it Ottawa's your signal to push that frequency the harder you play. Interesting. So there could be like really interesting uses for this. Or but it it's like not really enhancing bizarre. all of your tone. It's actually enhancing like a specific frequency range. Right. 
like you're dialing. I don't even know how wide that frequency range is, but you you can you can turn the frequency knob and select where the enhancement sits on your on your EQ range. Basically. So do you think this pedal is worth forty five bucks, even if it's just forty five bucks to have something weird? Like you is know this what? weird? Forty five bucks might be worth it. Basically, what this is is a more primitive. Uh, uh, what are those BBE pedals? The Sonic Stomp. Oh, okay. It's a more primitive Sonic Stomp. So it kind of does a similar thing where it auto-detects what you're doing. Right. And then enhances... It rearranges your signal so the bass comes out after... No, before your high end. Is that what it does? I don't know. I it no says... Idea. Sonic right Stomp is magical. Uh, it says... Uh, here, it says... Uh, it dynamically modifies high frequency harmonics. Uh, it restores the clarity, uh, delicate harmonics. The, 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 oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> exactly. That's what you guys sound like, right? Anyway, we just right, right. So, yeah, anyway, okay, cool. We are not drinking this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the best part. This is just normal conversation. <laughs> Anyway, it restores clarity and uh, delicate harmonic structures lost through signal processing with multiple effect units. So this is the EH two description. Yep. What? Yeah. BBE totally ripped them off. Yeah, it's totally. A, but just, that's okay because then they got ripped off by Vertex, and we shouldn't talk about that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't want. to. We're gonna know. make enemies. <laughs> no, everyone knows there's no yeah, enemies. I, on I, that. I don't care That's about true. making there's... enemies. I just don't want to inspire more posts on the internet about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of posts on the internet, uh, our Facebook group has been crazy. Yeah, thanks, Nathan Butler. People are getting on there. They're like, "Where am I?" What is happening? Who am I? What color am I? What like, is the meaning of life? What are all, all these crazy existential questions? I want what is what someone asked what is life for? And I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to post what? uh or, and I wanted to post that, that like Creed I think had a song called like what what is this life like what is life or something? Uh-huh. I had some song like that. I just wanted to post it but I didn't. Can you say that like Creed would say it? <sighs> so basically one of our listeners added like 30 of his friends to the facebook group <laughs> with, terrible. without telling them <laughs> what he what he was doing and so we had like all day long yesterday people were just getting on there like what is where am i what is going on what is this place and like all day, people were just explaining, like, "Oh, welcome to the." Well, Are they not guitar players? They're just no. That's the thing is, they're all guitar oh, players. Oh, I thought they just, yeah. like, <laughs> then they just added random yeah, people, like moms and dads and stuff. <laughs> that would have been the best. It would have been moms of Facebook. We are need the worst. more moms and dads. No, on the whole group. reason I closed the group is to keep out the moms. <laughs> hey, I'm that's a not dad. true. That's not true. You're a dad too. I am a dad. Are we have a, a lot of dads in the group. Are you a dad? Too, I'm too? not a dad. Are you a mom? So next dad. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Which one are you? A mom or a dad? You have to pick. The doctors haven't told me yet, so I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> okay, the next one I have titled uh Fo Ho Echo. Fo I thought it was Ho Ho Echo. Yeah, well, Ho Ho Echo. I, I I meant to retitle that. Fo oh, okay. Ho Fo Ho Echo. Uh <coughs> who sent this to us? Adam Dolhanic. Adam Dolhanic. There's a Dolhanic. I don't know. I'm just repeating what you said, so if Great. it's wrong, it's your fault. 
Awesome. This is for the Wampler Phone Tape Echo 2014 Christmas Collector's Edition. $249 on the reverb. Um, No, this is on eBay. Oh, okay. Um, It won't load on mine. Well, you're out of luck. Basically, think about a uh, a Wampler (laughs) Faux Tape Echo with... Like, like a Christmas tree and a snowy village design on it. Like there's a snowman in there. There's kids throwing snowballs. I think they're supposed to be elves, maybe? Yeah, there's a snowman. There's a Christmas tree. I, I didn't realize all of the knobs are relabeled as gifts. Oh, elves. The naughty... Snow. The naughty level. Whoa, Drinks. What? Don't turn up the naughty level. Drinks. Drinks. Uh, ho, ho, and ho. Uh, <laughs> Santa- that's two knobs there's a ho ho knob and there's a ho knob uh, a Santa knob and a gifts knob um, no those are switches or sorry switch yeah uh, yeah there is a naughty level what happens if the naughty level is turned all the way clockwise and both uh, and just not the ho ho knob but the, the ho knob <laughs> Is also turned all the way counter or all the way clockwise. So you get naughty hoes? <laughs> exactly. I see where you're going with that. <laughs> and I don't it's gonna think, be a good Christmas season. <laughs> I don't think it's appropriate. No. Uh, this is really interesting. It's it's listed for more than what a regular faux echo goes for new. Yeah, which is two twenty. Like two twenty. Uh, it has this very specific limited run Christmas art on it. I can't imagine a situation where someone would need a Christmas themed pedal. Like I've got the the Nocturne Brain Fez pedal down there in the Gold Sparkle, and that was actually a limited run for 2013 Christmas. I think, like he only had it out in December of that year. Right. But it's not a Christmas themed pedal. I can use that pedal year round. This, why, why are we determining when we can use a pedal based because, on how it looks? Because this one is definitely a Christmas pedal. You can only use this it's pedal. It's a Christmas tree. You know who can't? You know, they've really limited their market because they can't sell this to Jews. <laughs> <laughs> but on the flip side, with the ever expanding Christmas market, it's, you know, 10 years ago, you could only use this pedal after Thanksgiving now through, can, like, yeah, now you can through use, like the new year. Yeah. Now you can start using it at the beginning of October. Yeah, you can use, yeah, you can use this before Halloween these days. Uh, whenever you start to see wrapping paper come out in your local store, then you can whip out this pedal. You can swap out your regular delay and put on your Christmas delay. <laughs> One of the things that's, that's actually extra crazy to me about this is this comes with both the uh, Wampler Christmas Edition Faux Tape Echo... Uh, exclusive enclosure plus an extra exclusive white enclosure um so you're actually getting two enclosures for this one is the christmas enclosure the other one is a black or is a white enclosure the normal enclosure for this is black so you're getting like a double limited edition deal is a white enclosure enclosure normal no the normal enclosure is no i mean is it like normal labeling i believe so so. it's 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 non-holiday specific no the white Wait. one is not holiday specific. Okay. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. I could see someone paying for this then. And they swap you have to <laughs> like you have to swap the guts when when it comes to Christmas time? Yeah. Yeah. You, you and can you pay extra to get a Thanksgiving version? <laughs> I don't know. Hanukkah. <laughs> Hanukkah? <laughs> like can we get one of these for 4th of July? <laughs> Do I, need to start, do I need to start adapting all the pedals on my board 
for the holiday season, whatever Good holiday Lord. season it is. So bad. <laughs> like, do like um, at least get all red and green petals, right? <laughs> A little green wonder, you get to go. Yeah, this is. I don't know. It's weird to me. I understand the whole like. It's li- definitely weird. I understand the whole limited edition runs of like different colors of petals and stuff that different petal companies will do for various holidays or events or, uh, you know, like campaigns or whatever, or even just limited runs just to do limited runs. Right. I don't understand this one. Well, just so, so specific. It I is. don't even know what any knob does on this pedal now. It's I like, know, right? It's like, I just want to turn up my hoe, but I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, do you, are you sure you want hoe and you don't want ho-ho? That's a good point. And you know, which one is it? Yeah. And I don't want to stomp on my gifts. I want to open my gifts. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, do you stomp want to stomp on, on, stomp on Santa? On Santa? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the real question is, what does the naughty knob do? I mean, no, it's a naughty switch. Oh, it's a naughty switch. It's a naughty switch. It's so a you're, toggle. You're either naughty or you're nice. There's no in between. Yeah. <laughs> it's a two way switch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's the know. naughty list. That's what it says. Oh, it's the naughty oh. list. Is that what it? So it's whether you're on or on the naughty list or not off the naughty list, yeah. I guess, perhaps. We should we should well, not definitely that, not ever research <laughs> these yeah, things. I've, I've I've heard that this pedal's really great. I don't have any personal experience with it. Not the Christmas editions, the regular faux echo. Right. Uh, it's supposed to be one of like the better analog style tappable delays on the market. Right. Right. In the sub two hundred and fifty dollar market. I mean, Wampler makes great stuff. I'm not going to complain about Wampler. This art is just... It ma- it makes your pedal so limited. I mean, you got... It, it hits it hits New Year's. You got to, like, take your pedal off and switch you, the would you out. Would you really, like, if you had this pedal, would you only use the Christmas enclosure for, like, one month a year? <laughs> I don't know if I would use it for any month a year. I would probably just keep the white enclosure. And just have the other enclosure there as, like, a... I yeah I'd, a thing I'd have it as a thing. You know what I'd do is I'd have I'd send it over to JHS and have him put a metal zone in it. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's my Christmas pedal. <laughs> I don't know. I it, it'd be nice to know the story behind this. I guess maybe it was for something worthy, like some kind of worthy cause or something. Yeah, we're just like, like toy, trash to, toys for tots or something. Yeah, we're just trashing something that was this massive Christmas fundraiser. Yeah. It saved so many children's lives. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I can't find it on the internet. Like, I can't find someone else who's selling one. The, you know what? It's probably... What it probably is, is there was the white one is legit, and then somebody was like, hey, Brian, if I give you, like, an extra hundred bucks, can you just silk screen this picture onto one of your enclosures <laughs> for me? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird. I mean, and I don't want to knock whoever has it, but it's pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're selling it. Are you saying that because you hate Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he hates Christmas. I knew I when he came in here, I was like, that guy, he hates Christmas. Just That's, look at him. That's pretty, like, it's pretty judgmental of you, man. I know, right? right? Up front. They make movies about people like you, and then... <laughs> you, it's, like, called, you, it's called The Grinch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh... And, uh Every movie about Christmas ever made, there's someone who's like, "Oh, I, oh, I don't like it. I don't like." I, Christmas. I'm that guy. Humbug. <laughs> you know, it's bah humbug. <laughs> oh, okay. You know that about Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Let's move on to the next ad. This one is a personal ad, all about me for me. Uh, this has been up on our local Craigslist for a while. It is a uh, PV Classic 50 head. 
the head version of that amp. Is I, it ever fair to call the like it says vintage? Will this ever actually reach vintage status? Yes. You think so? Yes. You think like this is worthy we of will being be, vintage? We will be older men when that happens. Wait, this is your ad? Is that what you said? No, it's oh. an ad that I'm interested in personally. And I'm doing a little bit of back and forth debating. Because I own the combo version of this amp with the 4x10s. And that thing just breaks my back. So I've been saying for a while, if I ever get the opportunity, maybe I'll buy a head and sell my combo. Because I really enjoy the amp. And so now there's an opportunity to do that. This ad has been up for a while, and the guy recently lowered the price from 250 to 230. So I've been kind of like debating. And if he'll do 230, he'll probably do 200. That's probably true, unless he's a listener of the show and he just heard you say that. Yeah, yeah. come on, you just screwed it all up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, it says late 1990s PV Classic 50 tube amp head, all original except new tubes, two channel switchable reverb, no effects loop. 250 for head. Might consider selling the cab for 100 bucks. Yes, I still have it. 230 cash, no trades, cash, cash. Uh, so he's, he didn't update the 250 part down to 230. But I don't know. Would what you, do you, would you, hold on. Before we get into that, because the head is the main thing, would you pay 100 bucks for this cab? It looks like the, a 4x12, right? Uh, mm-hmm. It's probably a 4x12. Do you think it's a 4x12 or a 4x10? It might be the 10. It says 410. It's the 410. I don't know. I think if I got there and I felt the weight of it, then I might decide that. But I I really love the sound of the 10-inch speakers. It's just so heavy. I can't move that amp anymore. I'm not a young man anymore. Even when I was young, I had a lot of trouble moving What are you, like around. 34? Almost, 33? Almost 34. Wow. But it's heavy, dude. Dang. I had trouble moving that amp around in no, my 20s. I know. I know. It's because of that fan. It's got that fan in it. It's got no, like it's, fan and like dual heat sinks. It's just a big amp and it's got four speakers loading in it. So it's like, here's the option. I could buy that head for 230 or a little less if the guy will, will haggle with me. Right. And then I could sell my amp maybe for similar amount, maybe for 300 They don't go for a lot these days. I think you could get three. Yours and is in pretty good shape. I think you could get 300 It's not in that great a shape. It's got a lot of corrosion around the knobs and stuff. Oh, um, that's and cleanable. I had, you know, I gigged mine pretty darn hard. They don't know that. And, well, I had to now have... Now they do. <laughs> I had to have the uh, the transformer replaced. No one, know, no one knows about but the time I'm, that we were recording a music video and you kicked your amp over no, flat on its back. What I'm saying is, like, this guy could be listening, Steve. Uh, the guy who's <laughs> Wait, gonna, did that really happen? The guy who's going to buy my yeah. amp might be oh, listening. <laughs> uh, what I'm saying is, I don't know how hard this one has been gigged. Is the Transformer going to go out on it? Because it cost me like 200 something right. to replace that Transformer when it went out. So it's like, I could doing this swap, I could lose money. What you need to do is just take the loss, buy this amp, take the the new the replacement transformer from your combo, and just keep it around as a spare, and keep and just keep it around for parts. Yeah, just have your combo for parts to the way as parts go bad on your spare, you just swap them out. This might not be the worst idea, but then it's like. 
<laughs> That's no way a compliment at all. It might not be the worst idea. <laughs> I was like, trying to make the worst got, idea. Then I've got two classic 50s sitting around, and that make me feel like I need to sell something. <laughs> I don't know. You know how I am. As soon as I stop using something, I sell it and flip it out to yeah, some, I know. something else. I know. I don't know. I'm I'm really wrestling with this. Maybe people on the group can jump in and say what I should do. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Would he keep the four by ten or would he get the head? Because if I get the head, then I can start experimenting with different speaker combinations. Like I can get a two by twelve underneath it, and then I could build like a one by fifteen. Or I could, you know, experiment. Uh, let's back up a second. You know, Jesus would, like, preach to crowds of, like, <laughs> thousands of people without any amplification. So You're saying I should go acoustic. And he, yeah. was, a, and he was a carpenter. You're saying I should build an acoustic guitar. <laughs> <laughs> so I could be like Jesus. That's exactly what he would do, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Jesus would play like the ram's horn or something like that. I don't think he's interested in the guitar at all. Well, maybe he play if Jesus played guitar, it'd be an ovation. What? I don't know. What does that even mean? Because it's made out of plastic, so you can take it on a boat. He's into boats. <laughs> he's into boats and stuff. <laughs> and he did stand in that boat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, people stand in boats. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what is that? People looked at him while he was standing. People look at people standing boat. in boats all the time. I think Jesus would play a white falcon. I think that's what Jesus is probably playing uh, in up in heaven. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of people are playing up in heaven. We've got your guitars here right now. Should we talk about these guys? Yeah, let's we talk, talk about, about them. them. Oh, man. We got a Gretsch here. We got a Banning. One is white, one is black. Dude. I couldn't decide which I liked more, you know, and they both got gold. It's like my women yeah. too. Just not <laughs> what <laughs> they both got the gold uh, binding on them, the gold sparkle binding, which I love. That binding's nuts. Oh, it's insane. It's, both of these guitars are so slick. We were playing with them earlier. The, I'm, I'm having a tough time. I might you. I might have to bury you in the background backyard <laughs> at the end of the the recording and just keep your guitars. I'm in Mira Mesa. Does the your, addresses. Just... Does your family know you're here? <laughs> <laughs> Is there anyone who would miss actually? You? On second thought, I do have kids. I'm a father. <laughs> <laughs> this guy doesn't have any kids. His family doesn't know he's here. Steve, which guitar do you want to keep? <laughs> well. Wait, was I actually supposed to answer that? Yeah, we're going to kill this guy oh, and take man. his guitars. I think I'll take the Gretsch. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. All right. Did you want it? No. Did you really well, want I, it? Well, I like them both. <laughs> well, I mean, so do I. I feel like I would get the most uh, regular play out of the banning, though. Although the banning sounds like a crying baby through your amp in this house. <laughs> That's because my computer is plugged into the same outlet. Oh, okay. And then the compressor was boosting yeah. the line noise. The the computer line noise from Ryan's dirty yeah. power. So what's the story behind these guys? How did you get into this style of guitar? Dude, I never thought I would ever do it. Um, my my first really good guitar purchase was a Gibson ES-339. Nice. And that was... I Originally, I was a 335 guy. Like, that was like, I'm sure. going to get a 335. Yeah. I mean, um, it's four less. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um <laughs> <laughs> 
that's that's the only difference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but my family, they went to Vegas, and uh, actually, I'm going to go on a really long story to make a short story long. Um, <laughs> and we, uh, they were going to go see a show, and so I and and my mom had said to me, "Hey, you know, we're going to buy your ticket to go see a show here, like Cirque du Soleil or something like that." Uh-huh. And um, I, you know, I'm on my phone, and I'd seen a guitar center down the street, and I'd heard like a review that there's like this some cool stuff in the Platinum Room. And so I said to her, I said, honestly, like, I can't in my right mind spend, you know, a couple hundred dollars, like, have you spend multiple hundreds of dollars on a ticket when I know I could buy a guitar pedal with that? Like, that's just, sure. in my conscience, I can't do that. And so she said, well, you know, I've already seen this show with, you know, with your dad a couple of years ago, so why don't we go to Guitar Center and just look at stuff? And I was like, yeah, sure. So um, we went into Guitar Center and I played a you bunch of stuff. You should have like rolled that into like, and since you're not buying a ticket for yourself either. Well, like, that, that's, <laughs> how, that's how it happened. Exactly. I mean, so I'm like, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little bit of a con artist when it comes to things. And so I, I know of exactly. your own parents. <laughs> I, know, I know how I want things to roll out, but you know, you can't say that. You have to just make them think it's their own idea. Yeah, totally. Uh, so, you know, that in my head was the exact same thing. I'm like, well, with two tickets, that really means $400. So, Anyway, so we're there, and I'm playing some guitars, and I played the 335 and like a wine, like the the wine red. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan, and then I played the 339, and I really dug it. And so, uh, and that at which point she said, uh, you know, hey, you know, instead of just your ticket, I could add in my ticket, and I'll just help you buy this guitar with that. And I didn't have the money to do it at the time. I I had just. Uh, just bought a car and so I was like well you know I, I can't do it and she's like well, well well, how about we pay for it and then you know you just payment plan it and then the guitar center closed so the next day we came back and as I was just you know trying out some more guitars I played an American 72 reissue which she fell in love with she's like oh uh-huh. I love this guitar and she's like I don't know if I could let you buy the other guitar because I just love how this guitar sounds <laughs> mind, mind you she doesn't really play guitar she sure. just really liked how it sounded your mom's really getting into this guitar buying I, business I know exactly right it's, it's all it's all in how you make them think it's their own idea uh-huh. hopefully your and mom so, doesn't listen to this episode <laughs> So um, anyway, we got in contact with Kevin Baby down here in San Diego at uh, at the El Cajon Guitar Center, uh-huh. and you know he he had kind of pulled some strings or whatever, and then so the one in in Vegas uh, decided that they'd give us the guitars for like between the two we saved about two thousand dollars. You bought them both. She said, "I'll help. Like the ticket prices will still come off of your. Oh wait, no, no. What we decided was ticket prices are now void, but." She that they would buy both and they would pay for the telly and then it would be like under the conditions that I play it but also teach her how to play it. Okay, okay. That's which cool. actually you know fast forward two years I actually just traded that telly for a Rickenbacker. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and she said it was okay. But anyway, so I had those two guitars and I played them and I loved them. Um, and then I got what was it? I must have. I played Daniel's Sparkle Jet, and that's when I fell uh, in love yeah. with Gretsch. Yeah. Uh, and so um, I played the Sparkle Jet. I really liked it. So uh, so I ended up getting a green Sparkle Jet, uh, which for like some guy who was going on tour for like 900 bucks, like just nice. wanted to unload it. And I was like, all right, sweet. And then uh, this other guy named Levi on Gear Talk, who I'd done a few little pedal transactions with, was listening to this one. It's a 2001 I think. Okay, cool. Because Gretsch got it in 2000. It's, yeah, no, it's 2000, I think. I think. Anyway, uh, and so he was selling it, and I ended up trading a an L cap, an M drive, two disaster area pedals, a Supermoon, uh, 
a, a Morgan Fuzz uh-huh. um, and like just a, <laughs> I just unloaded everything I had pretty yeah. much. So you needed to buy a new pedal board after this. Almost. Yeah, no, it was, it was, but it was so tempting and I, and I don't regret it a single day. Right. Um, and so that, and when I got that, that was like, you know how you're like looking for a tone and then you play it and then you realize that's the tone you were looking for and you could never have oh, yeah. pinpointed it. And so I lead worship from it. I play lead from it. I just jam around with friends and it's probably the most versatile for me i mean oh, totally. for someone else you know it's not very versatile but for the stuff i want to do it covers it all uh and then and i will admit it uh that you know we all shop with our eyes even if uh-huh. we say we don't we do oh sure and so that's when jason banning uh fast forward like another year listed uh the banning up for sale because someone had fallen through on a commission build and so when i saw the headstock and i saw the guitar i'm like i I just have to own the two of them. Like, yeah. It just, you can't not. They go together. And so they're, they're a match made in heaven, uh, which also I might be actually cheating on the banning soon, uh, which Uh-oh. we can actually talk about too. Sure. It's kind of cool. But uh, so I, I ended up, he sold it for like a thousand dollars off Whoa. and uh, I sold another guitar and made that, tr- that uh, made that purchase. And it's been fun. There were some things when we got it that needed a little bit of tweaking, but like, like I said, after it got tweaked up, it, it's been, it's been a cool, it's like a, Black Penguin, pretty yeah, much yeah. Is what it's I, got a really neat feel to it. It definitely it nails the feel of the Gretsch, yeah, like in that kind of light, airy, like it feels like the the wood it's made out of is almost like paper thin. The yeah, it's way like balsa wood, pretty it, like, much it resonates. Like. You know, like it just has this really unique feel. It doesn't feel like any other kind of guitar. It's got that that whole Gretsch thing going on, yeah, and it's just so unique. And they're just they're just a kick in the pants to play, man. They uh they and they have the I'd never played T Armands before uh-huh. and so the TV Jones T Armands are in the banning and they are just super fun because I played Dinosonics and that's kind of like TV Jones yeah totally. version of they look the exact same um but they definitely are they're really fun uh super twangy uh but at the same time can be really warm. I listen to a lot of I don't know if you guys know from Indian Lakes have you ever heard of them I nope. have but I don't know why. <laughs> they're just like some weird they're a cool indie band and like I can get a lot of those tones out of that that I never could gotcha uh, which is fun and I've never been a single coil guy but those are technically single coils uh-huh. right so uh, that's been cool too you're great but yeah actually so then I might be actually moving that because uh, actually there was a, a TMG cashmere listed <laughs> okay up. so this is where the story gets that's really like fun that's like the LP style one yeah, right? yeah. The, they're stupid like stupid expensive yeah um and so this guy named Travis had listed it, and uh, we had been in contact for weeks, and just he wasn't in a hurry to move it. I wasn't in a hurry to trade guitars. We were just kind of talking, and uh-huh. pretty much kind of like the foreplay of a trade, you know. Yeah, just, yeah. You're going back and forth, having a good time. And so he, uh, <laughs> through that whole process, I wanted to authenticate the guitar and the individual, and I kind of wanted to know where the company was right. at. Yeah. And this is right when I was driving back from Reno too, and so then I listened to the episode where you guys talked to Jonathan. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, this is really cool like it's fun to hear that um and like everything's so connected because like a while back i like traded for a hummingbird from a guy named jeremy who was the guy (laughs) who actually was really heavily involved right the guy that got real like super ripped ripped off off. yeah so i didn't know this but i figured this out like a week ago and then i contacted jeremy i was like hey dude i heard all that and so i called him and i was like hey i just want to authenticate everything he's like yeah company's great love what jonathan's doing 
And then Jonathan called me um, and he said, hey, you know, I Jeremy told me that you were looking at the cashmere or whatever. Um, and so he's been super fun working with me. Uh-huh. Um, and we're actually even looking at now, uh, actually possibly I might be selling some guitars and then doing a direct new guitar to get another guitar out there in the world. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, they're... First of all, like shout out to TMG. Their customer service is incredible. Like, yeah, Jonathan has really like stepped up the game. Yeah, like I can't believe how on it he is with stuff. It, it's been amusing because like we've posted like a couple videos in in here and there, and like we've tried tried to keep him in the loop of like all of the social media outlets we've hit up. Yeah, and like so he's like tracking all of that stuff, and when something crops up, like usually, like one of us within like. Tw- Five like th- four hours, let's say. Sure, like one of us hours. will be like, "Oh, hey, like you know, you, whatever issues you've you've had in the past, or you know that people have had in the past, like you should take this directly to him." And then, like within forty eight hours, like he usually sees it himself, and will be like, "Oh, Personally hey, this is this, this is Jonathan from TMG. Like, let me answer your question like right here in the open or." You know, this is my phone number. Give me a call. Let's talk about this, like, you know, man to man or what, however you want to call yeah. it. But, like, let's hash this out. Like, let's not just internet rumor this. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he's been so cool. Like, so approachable. Yeah. Uh, very open. He's really invested in in uh, getting that brand to where it needs to be, basically. Because yeah. yeah. it's just, you know, it got so crazy. Just all the internet stuff and what the old owners were doing. And it's just, it's really neat to see someone putting their full back into the brand that they own, basically. Yeah. And I, you know, I hope everything works out for him and everything kind of goes great. But it's like, he sent us a couple guitars. We got to play around with them. And I just kept telling Jonathan, like, you keep getting guitars in people's hands and you're not going to have any problem because these are great guitars. There's nothing wrong with them at all. Yeah, I've never heard anything bad about them. Yeah. They're, uh, and like, even with, I've been looking at possibly like moving downsizing to just a couple guitars. And if I were uh-huh. to do that, I would definitely, you know, especially with the band that I'm in right now, like, they are, we're, we're stopping trying to, like, you know, you're just like, you know, playing a guitar every song, just something different. Yeah. And like, okay, let's like move it down to just a couple where we can really lock in and right. super versatile instead of like this week we need this guitar for this set and this week we need this <laughs> guitar for this set. And it's just like, yeah, let's just tone it down. <laughs> let's pick one and stick with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the White Falcon for me though, right now. Yeah. I just been every time. This is a great guitar. I can't stop looking at it. <laughs> the, Bible, the Bible tells you not to yeah. lust. <laughs> so let's talk about your band. That's why you're here, right? Like, yeah. Talk about your what you're working on. Yeah. So um, for those of you guys who maybe know who Mark Sahonen is, uh, he's a really, really awesome producer here in San Diego. Uh, he's been doing it for, I think he's been here for almost 10 years now. Uh, and and kind of was the no name guy in the living room who would do stuff, and then uh, Urban Rescue started working with him, and that was like his one of his first really kind of big projects oh, okay. when they started to get out. Um, but has still he's one of the most talented drummers I I've heard in San Diego, um, and then drum programmer. And, gotcha. and so he uh, eventually threw some friends in Nashville and everything got a hookup. He did O Town's new comeback album. Oh, okay. Uh, he's done programming for Bethel, Hillsong, Gunger, uh, Matt Redman, a bunch of the Christian guys in Nashville. Uh, and so he's been just like in the last couple of years, just like randomly just skyrocketed in business. Uh-huh. Cool. Uh, 
so it's been an honor to work with him and he's super cool so yeah we're uh we we started playing over at new break church which mm-hmm. is where i work at and um and it was like a, I got given a service and they were like, Hey, you know, they usually been like kind of like rotating bands that right. was there. And they said, Hey, for, since this is like a one off service, like our Sunday evening service, if you want to try to make it a band, you know, you have full reign to do that. Don't worry about trying to like rotate people in and out. And right. so, uh, so we did that. And my friend, Chris Youngblood, uh, he moved from Washington about a year and a half ago and I met him, came to the church and I heard he played guitar and I needed a guitar player that Sunday night. Like I just terribly needed one. It was like, I think it was, I think it was like 12 o'clock on Sunday and rehearsal was in like two hours. And I was like, I still don't have a guitar player, <laughs> which, so I said, Hey, you know, I hear you play guitar. He's a really, really great drummer. And he says, yeah, I play guitar. And he's like, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know, just bring your stuff. He's like my stuff. I'm like, yeah, your, your stuff. And he's like, like what? <laughs> like, like your guitar. And he's like, oh Yeah. I kind of have a guitar. <laughs> I was like, no, what? Like, what? And he's like, yeah, it's a, uh, it's like an Epiphone Les Paul. And I like when I, I eventually I was like, D- don't even worry about it. I have an amp. I have a guitar. I have a little pedal board. Just show up. Um, and at this point I'm kind of nervous. Cause I'm uh-huh. like, and I saw the guitar later. I think the strings had like 10 years worth of rust. on oh, them. Nice. And he had a little pod XT or whatever. And you know, and so he showed up and then just blew me out of the water. I was like, holy cow wow you're really good like far better than me when it comes to just soloing and having fun Uh and then uh then a friend of mine alex uh and so right now we had a drummer but he ended up dipping out so right now it's the three of us and our first we're writing some original stuff but our first track is going to be uh five songs of just church music that we we enjoy listening to um and then we've found new ways that we've enjoyed playing it so uh, we're going to do like one from Gunger, uh, one from Urban Rescue, uh, one from a band called For All Seasons, and they're from Orange County. Okay. Um, and then uh, we did a Hillsong Young and Free, like one of the super like poppy bubblegum ones and made it into an 80s rock song, nice. which is what you guys will have at the end of the show. I have cool. that. Cool. Okay, you. cool. Do you use the LA Metal on that one? Actually, no. We oh. I, If I had had it, I totally would have at the time. <laughs> we used... Um, so we we use the exact same uh i know you're never supposed to do this we use the exact same actually i used a deluxe reverb and and my ac20 for my guitar but we both use the rickenbacker 650c okay um and we both use like the same i i used the i literally i started the track with the white pine on cranked the gain uh through the amps and like a little bit of reverb and that was it whole track i didn't make a single switch um just that's the sure. style of it and then uh chris uh had decided he he shows up to, at the studio and he walks in carrying his pod and i'm like no <laughs> i have my pedal board like i have my stuff like you know i'm already ready for he's like i need my wah pedal <laughs> and i was like oh god no and so uh and he started playing and mark had him play the track four times through because he's just like i love your solos do it again. And he played it different four times. And then he just spliced together how he really liked everything. Right. Huh. And so then Chris then relearned the new track. If you like, if you will, like with five of his different, like right. Right. Uh-huh. Or whatever. Um, so it was really, really fun. And, uh, so yeah, so now we're just scratching out the rest and recording the rest and, uh, we'll be gone for up in Idaho for a couple weeks for okay. a couple camps. And then just trying to kind of get around and have some fun and play some music. And so we've, we've talked a lot about, your band and all the people in your band, but we've left out something that might be kind of important. 
Does your band have a name? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, our band does have a name. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, it's Nations. So, uh, and our, our little logo is like a flag, but instead of the stars in America, it has an N. Get it? Nations. Okay, yeah. okay. There you go. Uh, yeah, so we, yeah, we just figured it wasn't taken. So <laughs> we were, we were going to do kingdoms and then that was taken. And then one of someone else was like, how about cities? I'm like, that sounds gay. Yeah. And then someone said nations. I was like, that works. <laughs> I think cities is taken too. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't even bother. It's with. really hard to find band names that are one word. Yeah. Like if you, if you're set on finding a one word band name, good luck. Well, they just make it up. My yeah, band, you gotta make up, make your up own, a word. You gotta make up a word. It's nations with a Z. That's yeah. Now, totally. just, the uh, the there's one other nations that we found. Like we found like some Instagram stuff that was sure. completely unofficial. Um, and then we found this one group on Spotify, which was like nations like something. I can't remember. It was something else. And they hadn't done anything in like five years or something like that. So uh-huh. like, yeah. Okay, that's fine. So we were just kind of going through the process of authenticating everything and. Making I don't making I don't, it yeah. legit yeah cool but I feel like people like us don't make anything legit <laughs> we're, just, we're just hacks right we right, just pretend sure. like it's legit well you fake it till you make it yeah exactly well once you have something down on like on you know recorded somewhere then it's official and you're done yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> all you have to do is put it in an envelope and mail it to yourself and then it's copy- that's that's actually it's not true written. with it's a actually wax not seal true. yeah with I know it's not true I'm making fun of that <laughs> Don't try this at home, kids. Yeah, that that got told because I'm a an artist as a living. That got told to me a lot when I was young. Like, oh, you need to copyright all your stuff, and here's how you do it: you put it in an envelope, and you mail it to yourself. And if you ever need to like prove that you did it first, then you whip it out in court. It's like that's not how copyright works. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't. Make you just any make sense. a copy of it, right? Yeah, and that's how it works. That's, yeah, copyright. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're uh, you're working on a project right now. When is yeah. it, when is that going to be done? That's going to be done uh like it'll be done probably by the end of June. Gotcha. That's the 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 set date to end um with Mark is kind of hard at work right now getting uh the rest of the stuff prepared for us to go in and track the rest of the stuff. Um Cool. And he's for anybody's like I don't know if anybody here wants to record, but he's like he took stuff and and all the MIDI, anything anything kind of cool, funky in the background just for fun that we didn't think of, he added it all. Nice. And I kind of just gave him free reign. I was like, I've heard a bunch of stuff you do, so you do what you want and I'm sure I'll like it and never had a problem. And the drums sound phenomenal, like just insane. They're all they're all programmed and it's they're they're pretty tight. Cool. So, Does, is he working out of a studio or is it like a home yeah. thing? He well, it's a home studio. So he has gotcha. uh, his house uh, is like it's like a three piece house. Like there's the house, uh-huh. then there's like another like granny flat, then there's like there's almost like two granny flats in the house, kind of. Um, and so uh, and it's over in like the college area. Okay. And um, well, across so Del Cerro more. Um, and so his wife teaches voice lessons and piano and everything out of one. And then he has a studio out of the other. Cool. And then they have their house for their kids and family. Fun. So. That it's good great. to have a house for kids. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Keep those kids in a house. 
<laughs> well, is there anything else that we want to talk about? Uh, are you doing? I thought I saw somewhere that you're doing like a Kickstarter campaign yeah, of yeah, sorts. Yeah. Um, if you guys, uh, it's I mean, it's it's Kickstarter dot com slash nations project okay. project. I think. Cool. I don't know. You can or you can go to Facebook at slash nations. Facebook.com forward slash nations. <laughs> What's HTML. Wait, how yeah. did I get here? HTTP. <laughs> yeah, so there's on there. Um, we, we've we been doing, uh, we have some rewards on there and different like merch stuff or whatever. Uh, we've been possibly pursuing, we've been thinking about moving the Kickstarter away from Kickstarter for the sake of actually for the sake of like the percentage takeout. Yeah. Uh, Cause when you're trying to, for us, like we're trying to raise like eight grand. Uh-huh. Uh, and so we were thinking about moving into more of like a, a private rewards program where it's like, you know, Hey, if you want to donate through, you know, PayPal or whatever, through sure. our Facebook thing or whatever, then you can, uh, then you, you know, like all, all rules still apply, but that way the, the takeout because I think it takes out like four hundred bucks at the end of it. Oh, oh. And that's like a huge chunk of change. Yeah, that's pretty good. So I, uh, I got to start on my own, uh, like, your own fundraising yeah, website. Yeah, my own fundraiser. Dude, only takes out like three hundred dollars. Yeah, I'll be super competitive. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, so is this like to to get it? Is this to pay for the this production, production or for printing and, or? Yeah, production, distribution. Uh, you know, all the merch stuff or whatever. Uh, just kind of the whole process okay. of making it happen. There's a video on there uh, where we're actually in the studio with Mark, and we're uh, and he's kind of just. I think he literally sits there with his little dog Phoebe, like a malicious <laughs> mastermind. Doesn't say a word and just like pets the dog the entire time. Nice. Uh, and so, and then Chris Youngblood and myself are talking. Um, and so, yeah. And then there's the MP3 on there as well that you can listen to. So cool. It's a fun, fun little project. We're having a good time. All right, so what's the name of the track we're about to play? Uh, Back to Life. Back to Life. And it's and it is actually we're we are I think we're copyright 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 copywritten. Yeah, copyright. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have the copyright to it now, which I mean I didn't understand how that works, but apparently it's like by individual sale or play of a song, it is you have a individual MP3 copyright. Interesting. Not like the copyright to the song. Like right. so if I were to sell five hundred copies, I could buy five hundred copyrights and then if I then sell five hundred and one, I must then buy more. Whoa. Copyright, huh. Which is interesting. But it only costs like like I think like eight cents a song. So interesting. Yeah. Cool. But I've never heard this of that. This is called before. Back to Life. Uh are we just gonna play it? Yeah. Is let's there play. anything we're to say about it? Of, we're at the end of the episode. We it's made it to the hour. end. Hooray. Yeah. We're going to eat some food and then we'll do another episode. Woo. Food. Sorry to ruin the magic of podcasting, but that's what we're going to do. Are we going to take our shirts off too? Of course. Okay, good. What? We're actually, we're all wearing the same shirt in different colors and we didn't even mean to. Yeah. It was just, just classic blank V-neck. Dude. Yeah. Why not, right? Of course. All right. This is, this is the best ending to an episode that What's we've ever done. On? Okay. See you guys next week. Enjoy the song. Enjoy the song.